I am unsure of the pace of time. My days start before the collective one begins, where time doesn't seem to exist. There's no world around me, just my deep indigo world, sumptuous like honey. There, I have the space to be anything I want. But then it stretches into a real day and everything becomes flat and loud. I forget about breathing. I found a copy of To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf on the street a few weeks ago and started reading it. Her sense of time is dimensional, almost dizzying. The words on the street also feel dimensional. I shoot back into a time before my time where the city was cracked, slumping into forgotten bricks. Those who existed outside of time lived on the streets. Basquiat lived on the street and he met Warhol on the street and suddenly doomed timelines became divine, proving there are no proper steps to be taken to head in the right direction. You see, every word is deep and radiant, kind of like indigo and honey, but I don't have the time to tell you how I feel about all of them, but I can try and I will for the rest of my life. And the masters of time are not the men who wear Rolexes or the bell ringers, but the creatures that have wings and roots and tails. There is a time to head south, to let death come, to bloom. In Italy, there is always a time to dip out of your own day and into someone else's, accompanied by food and wine, products of well-intentioned time. I have long hair now, and I've had long hair for quite some time, and I can remember each time my hair went from short to long, each time my own history changed. And then there's the woman on the train who thinks about time in relation to her nails, while the little boy across from her only knows time as it passes outside the window. And I'm unsure of the pace of time. The other night I saw 2 a.m. because 1 a.m. because I guess we're falling behind now, even though it felt as if I sped through two days in the expanse of four hours. Rosa texted me to tell me she's still ahead of time, and Yuri tells me the time difference doesn't bode well for conversation. But sometimes the time difference is nice. Like when Lily is starting her Friday night as I'm ending mine. It gives me hope to know people still have the whole day ahead of them. These days we're all concerned with the before time and the after time, but really it's all just one life and time heals all wounds. Memories gestate into lessons to learn from, feelings to drink. They will always be present. I wish Saturn collected rings like tree trunks collect rings so we could know exactly how long it's been like this. Though we don't collect rings, we collect wrinkles, and our hair finds new life as greys. Many try to evade nature's course, but I think my grandmother's hair is elegant and her wrinkles are just as commendable as a wrinkled brain. I used to be afraid of time, of how its speed does vary and is always changing, just as Dylan promised. But the flux is necessary to recognize the beautiful things, like the people who stick around to accumulate time with you, the ritualistic sunrise, the art that continues to collect because the experience of time does in fact exist. No time is promised, but all of it is expected. We plan for the future like we're sure of the space left in our book, not recognizing the precious words we've already written. But one day there will be a time where we have no time to even pick up the pen or open the book and one day we'll just have to say what's on our hearts because I think time is too complicated for the games of the mind. I'm unsure of the pace of time. 
So I've taken to creating my own, deep like indigo, sumptuous like honey, because I'm tired of waiting around.